Happy Thursday, everyone. Welcome back to Sci-Fi Watcher with another Black Mirror episode. Glad you could join us again. As always, Corey Shred over here, Brian Lee over there. Brian, what's going on? Hello, hello. Always happy to talk Black Mirror. Oh, me too. I am so into this, and we have to see if we follow if we can pass the Twilight Zone test, I believe is the words we used. Yes, yeah. the Twilight Zone test. I'm not sure about this one. I don't know, but let's talk about it right now. It's called Be Right Back, which is episode one of series two, fourth episode overall, which came out February 11th, 2013, starring Haley Atwell, which Brian's happy about, and Domhnall Gleeson. Written again by Charlie Brooker and directed by Owen Harris. So, what happens when you die, basically? <laughs> yeah. What happens when you die and you post a lot on social media? That's what this tells you. It's an interesting idea. I mean, we've seen ideas before like this, pre-social media, or you know, they take people's memories and whatever, stick them in a computer, and it spits out something. This is the modern day version of that yeah this is an advanced advanced algorithm yeah yeah so um it, i mean it's you know it starts off everything's hunky-dory and then the guy ash goes to drop a car off it's martha stays home and he never returns and that's it he's dead the writing was on the wall, though, what happened, because he was a texter. Oh, you don't yeah. text and drive. Come on, man. Yeah, that was the thing. You, I mean, all the time he was texting. So you knew that's how he died. He was constantly on, online. And I want to know what the center console was, because remember before she started the car every time, she would she would touch the center console, and it says, like, good driving or something. I don't know what it said. Yeah. It was, I thought that was part of it. Yeah, I don't know what that was. Maybe – because it, it didn't give you anything. The only thing I, when I think of that, I think of like the insurance companies where if you're a safe driver, you get discounts and stuff on your insurance. But it, yeah. there, there was no rhyme or reason. I think it was just like, hey, cool. Let's, let's show you this middle screen here. Or it was a GPS. I don't know what it was, but it was some kind of screen and she always interacted with it. Yeah. So. I don't know. I mean, we saw it and that was about it. It's like, okay. I wonder if it was an alternate storyline they didn't use. It could have been. Or maybe something we'll see later. I mean, you know, Charlie Brooker's strange, so it yeah. might show up somewhere else. This technology just just to cross over. So, so Martha meets her friend Sarah at, at the funeral, and she talks about a new online service that can help her cope, just like Sarah Sarah coped with losing a loved one. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and at this point, I didn't know what it was, you know. Mm -hmm. But the fact once the whole thing when he she got an email from Ash, I'm like, oh, okay. I like how this works out. I like how it's slowly built up too. And it, um, yeah. And it learned basic. Yeah, it basically, but it was cool because it learned from his public social media posts. And then they said, if you like this service, you feed it like video audio of that person. Uh -huh. It just keeps building from there. And it asks questions too. Cause, yeah, because she—I don't remember exactly what it was, but she said uh, some sort of slang, and he asks her what it is, and she goes, "You know, this is what it stands for." Okay, yeah, learning little nuances about the person, kind of yeah. creepy. It kind of is, you know. And yeah. there was a little emotion in the voice too. It wasn't a lot, but you could tell it kind of sounded human. Mm hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, it it, it was. I was I was I was very uncomfortable listening to her just constantly on the phone talking to this AI who 
she's interacting with as it was her ex-husband or her dead husband. Right. I mean, it's kind of like today, people interacting with Siri. It's not the same extent. No. You know, but there's also bots that are very close to humans uh-huh. and people in chat rooms are sometimes talking to bots and they have no idea it's a bot. It's on, very close. On a side note, they also use those bots for telemarketing and stuff like that. I don't, you probably dealt with, you pick up the phone and somebody is talking to you, mm-hmm. and, you know, and it's fun. We, I, I told my wife this, I said, what you do is if you pick it up and you, you hear somebody and it sounds like a person, instead of answering their questions, ask them to say something like say the color purple and see how they mm-hmm. react to it. And of course, if they don't yeah. know what to say to it, you know, it's not a real person. Or you go to a website and they have that little pop-ups like, hey, how can I help? And it's really all automated. I, I love messing with those. Those are fun to mess with because I try to put stuff in there to throw them off to see if it's really, you know. How, how um, often does it work? Oh, if I throw them off all the time. Then they basically yeah. go, well, if you need me, I'll be in the corner here. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, go away. It's <laughs> it's fun. It's They call that the Turing test to see, you know, to basically make artificial intelligence or make people believe that artificial intelligence is, is a real person. Or kind we of, heard about the Turing test, uh, in ex machina. Yeah. So in our previous review, and that's something that's obviously been around forever. And a lot of everyone knows about it now too. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. I was listening to a podcast today and one of the guys had a super cut of all these, uh, automated, uh, systems that would call. And they would talk on the phone to his voicemail and they'd be talking like they're a person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're like, oh, you live in California, right? And then no answer, like, hello, hello. And it's like, it's so scary. Sometimes you actually think these are real people. I think they're pretty darn close. They're get, they're getting there. I don't know if they're as close as they are in this episode, but yeah. But I've, I've picked up the phone and you think it's a person on the other end. It's... It's scary. Eerie, eerie, yeah. yeah, I think eventually they're going to get smart enough where if you start saying things that that don't exactly conform to their script, they're going to try to figure it out and maneuver so they can get you to think that they're still a person. Yeah. <laughs> As we veer off the topic here, uh, yeah, but yeah, that's the thing though. I mean, this thing is is getting smarter and smarter and becoming more and more like Ash. Yeah, and then of course, yeah, go, and, and yeah. Go ahead. You're going to. I was going to say because <laughs> then they go to the next level. Right. I was waiting for them to go for only 700 more dollars. You can get the real thing, you know? And that's, to me, that was one thing that was telegraphed in this episode. You know, to me, it's like, well, if you're going to start inside, you know, your phone, eventually it's going to have to come outside the phone and be in the real world with you. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Because he did say that. He's like, it's a little bit more, but uh, I'll be right there with you. And, you know. Mm -hmm. But I did like the whole idea of, well, first of all, it's expensive, but the thing has this, um, I don't remember, some, some something on, on, on the, the skin of it. You have to put it in a bathtub. You have to basically let it like cook, you know? Yeah. It's like those, those mattresses that you buy in a box and they have to yeah. unfold. Same. Unfold, <laughs> give it time, give it time to cook and, and be ready. And yeah, you know, it's kind of freaky. Then you see his footsteps going down the stairs. I'm like, oh my God, what is it? And it's, it's just him naked, you know? I like that line that he said, uh, don't go looking in the bathroom too early or something. Yeah. I was hoping she would look in there and something would happen. And, and it said something about don't turn the bathroom light on, he was kind of saying too. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, ooh, is she going to do it? I want to know what happens. I'm like, no. 
I did. I wanted to know. I did too. I want to know what happens. Like, oh, what happens? And it, and it's scary though that you know this thing has as much information on Ash as possible, but it doesn't have everything. Like for a moment, she's sitting there with him and she's talking about how he had a mole on him, and the machine just created the mole. Yeah, it just appeared out of nowhere. This that's kind of freaky. Um, also, that the other thing was the the robot was like catering to her, her every need mm-hmm. and not being negative, like you would see with a real relationship. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't argue with her. Would do what she says. I mean, there was a scene later on where she's yelling at him to get out of the room. He's like, "Okay," and she's like, "The real Ash wouldn't do that. The real Ash would would argue back with me. He wouldn't just mm-hmm. leave." And yeah. and and that's the one thing it didn't learn. It, it, it became. I a think weird. it's because it's. You're paying for it as a service, and it doesn't want to upset you. Right. Yeah. So that's the one thing. That's the one thing it doesn't learn. And of course, we have the part where she, uh, the they have sex. Of course, that's you know that's going to happen. You know she's got to try it out. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> you, you got a new toy. You got to play with it. Right. So uh, yeah, of course, <laughs> her eyes rolling behind in the back of her head for that thing. Basically, I think she said, "You're this is quite good," or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Better better than the original, it seemed like. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the next scene, though, where, you know, they were fighting and, and whatnot, and she takes the robot up to the mountain. That was kind of well, weird. Be, even before we get to that, I love the fact that there's a safety feature in this robot, where when they're fighting in the bedroom and she tells him to leave the house, and the next morning she sees him and he's standing outside just standing there and sh- and you find out that he can't go more than 25 meters away from the activation point, which is the bathtub unless the, administ- Without her. unless the administrator or her is with him. I like that. Cause if you needed to run away, you could run away. Yeah. From that robot. That's the thing. The robot can't go roaming free around the countryside either. So yeah, that's the thing I like. It, it's, it's kind of tethered to the house or to the person. Mm hmm. But the thing, though, and I was thinking about this, is when when her sister came over, you can't really take this person outside the house. Somebody sees you like, he's dead. What what the hell are you doing? Yeah, exactly. That's the downfall of having this. It's like you can have, you know, have that loved one back with you. But the downside is, you know, they're dead and other people are going to see this and go, you were just a wackadoo. Or it becomes accepted and you start seeing it everywhere. That's the thing. We're still in the early stages of this. I think you're right. Maybe five, ten years down the road. Yeah. You could do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I knew when this when I first saw this, this wasn't gonna end well, you know. It, it wasn't gonna end in a perfect bow. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because you're talking okay, now let's get to the part where you talk about she took she took him up to the cliff. She took him up to the cliff. And then she tested him to find out if he would she would if he would react the way that normal Ash would react to her, you know. And um, he acted like a robot. Of course. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, until he started pleading for his life. But she told him that he would have cr- Ash would cry. So it's like, did he do that for her, or did he do it because? He was going to be destroyed. I think it was a self-preservation thing. I think uh, when when faced with that, he he goes in overdrive. Uh-huh. 
because he was just like begging and pleading and she doesn't have the heart to kill a second one of him right you know so he knew he knew what yeah. he was doing and then years later of course the their daughter because she was pregnant with ash's kid oh we missed that part yeah yeah, yeah which obviously i wrote it all that yeah because at the beginning they had sex before ash went off the next day and died so she was pregnant and they ha- she had a daughter and it's her birthday and she has cake and she goes up to the to the attic of course surprise surprise and there's ash right and he's more of a he's more of an appliance now yeah like you said before he can't go out in public with her so she he's confined to that room mm-hmm. and she doesn't she's not happy no yeah so robots can't make you happy no 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 but to me <clears throat> this ending was kind of telegraphed i mean mm-hmm. to me i figured at this ash robot was not going to be destroyed or, or die why why did you think that i don't know we got to the cliff and i'm like he's not going to jump off the cliff he's going to stick around somehow Mm-hmm. Self-preservation. Yeah, I mean, even before the whole thing, when she said jump, I'm like, no, no, it's not going to happen. But I didn't expect her to keep him locked up, locked up like that. No, I didn't either. And that, and that her daughter can only go up there on the weekends and on her birthday. So he's like a divorced dad. Yeah. It's yeah. Very, very weird. Very, very creepy having something. A divorced dad that doesn't have to eat or sleep. Yeah. <laughs> it's like torture for a dad. It's yeah. <laughs> I don't have to pay child support either. That's a good thing. Well, there you go. But no, but that yeah, that was just the creepy factor of this the fact that he's just standing up there. And then you have yeah. a, you have a girl. How do you explain to her who or what that is up there? There's a guy named Ash that lives in our attic. Yeah. Or do you think they had the conversation that that was your? This was this is a representation of your dad. You think they must have because she brought cake up there and she knows he can't eat it. She got two pieces because she wanted two no. pieces. Could be like she, he's a plaything. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems weird. Yeah. But I like weird. I like I, I like the I ending. Do. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think of this one overall? I mean, compared to what we've oh. seen so far. I think it's 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 way up there. It's definitely a good opener for the season. Um, I have to say I liked it better than the other ones in the past seasons. I, I it keeps go the pendulum keeps going up. I do too. I think this was this was a good one. Um, it's just yeah, it had a great feel to it. Uh, Charlie mm-hmm. Charlie had something good here. Glad he, maybe maybe he was writing this between seasons and just goes okay. Here's something really great. Let's let's put this out there. And I, I think the actors sold it. Really, it really was. I yeah. mean, I mean, to me, if, if Domino Gleason, if it wasn't for him, this probably wouldn't have been as good as it was. He played the part yeah. perfectly. Right. Right. I re- he really did this. Yeah, this was perfect for him. It's funny that he's played. He's playing the AI in this episode, but in uh, that other movie, he was be- he was testing the AI. Yeah, Ex Machina. Yeah. But yeah. This, this one was first, though. I think this one came yeah, out before. Yeah, I think Ex Machina. I think Ex Machina was a few years later. This is 2013, so. Yeah. But yeah, this was. You got to see both roles. Yeah, <laughs> which was interesting. Yeah, it was. 
both of them he lost. <laughs> so <laughs> it doesn't really matter. But yeah, this I really enjoyed this one too. Um my favorite so far of the four we've reviewed. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I I can't go into the future yet. I mean from the other from season five, series five we've done and the White Christmas, which I guess we can include. This is still the best in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I liked it. Yes, and I can't wait to see more. More next week. It sucks doing these once a week because I can. <laughs> I mean, you know, like these first two series are three episodes each. I can sit there for like three hours and just inhale them and be like, "All right, let's talk. Let's talk." Yeah, we got to table ourselves. I know. Come on. I know. I don't want to. There's not that many episodes. <laughs> there's not that many episodes either. Though. That's the thing. Yeah. Once we're done, we have to wait until there's a hopefully series six. We got to leave our audience, you know, wanting more too. Yes, and they will get more. Because that is it for this episode. And Mr. Brian Lee, where are you online? I'm online on Twitter or Instagram. Just look for Brian Says. And like we always say, it's sayproductions.com slash sci-fi watcher for all your sci-fi goodness. Make sure you check out everything we do, three, four episodes a week. Whatever it is, that's sayproductions.com slash sci-fi watcher. That's it, my friends. We'll talk to you later.